Hello and welcome to the Adventure Post. I'm Jason Post. And I'm Lacey Post. And we are back in the studio again recording this week. We have uh, missed a couple of weeks. Uh, we've been off for a couple of weeks. We were actually traveling. Uh, we got to go on a trip, which was fun. But as soon as we got back, uh, <laughs> everything, life got super busy. When we <laughs> like an avalanche of work. It all came back really, really fast. Yeah. It's been kind of a stressful uh, week or so. Uh, and it's only Tuesday. So it actually feels really good to be back here in the studio. I, I got my cup of coffee. Got my favorite person in the world. <laughs> and we're going to talk about some travel. We're going to talk about our recent trip. And we're going to talk about where we went. We're going to talk about Universal, which is one of our favorite places to go. But mainly we're going to be talking about the Hard Rock Hotel at Universal Orlando Resort and our experience down there. And all about the glories of Universal's Hard Rock Hotel. So let's jump right into it. So I'm going to enjoy my coffee while Lacey, you give us a good overview of the Hard Rock Hotel, right? Yes. All so right. this was our first time to stay at the Hard Rock Hotel. Um, and just to give you, like you said, an overview, um, <laughs> it opened in 2001. It, is one of Univer- it was one of Universal's first on-site hotels. It was made to look like the Eagles Hotel California album cover. Yeah. Did you ever see that album cover? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hotel I wasn't familiar yeah. with it. But, I mean, the song I'm familiar with, yeah. but not the album cover. Um, but it has that California mission motif. It has white stucco walls, arched entryways, and rust-colored roof tiles. Yeah. Um, and, of course, it has a lot of rock and roll theming. It's everywhere. <laughs> little from bit. the memorabilia. I mean, you almost feel like you're in a museum at times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to um, you, the lighting are. fixtures, to the names, everything. Um, also, Hard Rock Hotel, <laughs> and we'll get into that later. Um, Hard Rock <laughs> Hotel is one of Universal's three premier hotels. They have, what, four different levels, right? So they have Premier, mm. Preferred, which is just Sapphire Falls, and then they have Value, and then they have their new, I can't remember what the new one's called. Extra Value. No, it's not called that, but it's no, something like that. I yeah. might have to look that up yeah. again. They got but, four levels. Um, but Hard They're Rock nice. Hotel is one of the three Premier Hotels. Um, it has 650 rooms, which is a smaller number than other Universal Hotels. There are standard club-level rooms and suites, and... Uh, one thing when I was doing the research I found just amazing was they even have a Graceland suite if you have the cash. And it comes complete with a baby grand piano and sure. a double-sided fireplace. So I think Elvis would have really liked that, don't you? Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, we couldn't stay in the Graceland suite, but we did have well. a very nice room. So that's our first section. I thought we'd talk about our room. So room, I'm going to let yeah. you do the room review. Yeah, we didn't go Graceland suite, right? You know? No. <laughs> I wish. You know, it, it's a super nice hotel. Uh, we went. We went pretty much with a standard room, which is mm-hmm. which is which is the, in the majority. Um, but it, it was a really nice room for a hotel. So it was a, we went a basic, just a two queen room. Um, super nice, cozy beds, right? We did have a pool view. We had a nice pool view. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way the hotel is is uh, kind of arched. I would think half the rooms probably have that kind of um, pool view, and the rest are. Uh, really pretty view of like the river and the river mm-hmm. walk as you're walking too. Because it's kind of C-shaped side. around the pool. Yeah, it's a crescent-shaped kind of um, layout to where it wraps around the pool, basically. So, yeah. Uh, ours was looking toward the pool. It was very nice. Um, like I said, it was a two-queen standard room, uh, but it was very well appointed. It, it was a it was a very hard-rocked type of room. Uh, it wasn't overboard, I don't think, with the theming. No. I know you talked about it. You didn't think it was, it was you know, overwhelming with the theming. It was subtle, but it was there, and it was. I thought it was really awesome because it was the little, it wasn't in your face, but, you know, they had little art fixtures on the wall that was actually made of, like, drumsticks, you know, uh, that, that kind of thing. The, 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 the actual 
faucets and the fixtures in the the sinks and the tubs the handles almost looked like music notes not exactly like music notes but enough to where you kind of got that feel mm-hmm. without really saying oh yeah it's music that's what they were definitely you know? going for yeah that's they were definitely going for it you know a lot of the artwork on the walls was more like it was kind of leaning toward that kind of musical element without being in your face. Well, there was one collage of records. Yeah, yeah, and then the, kind the, of right next to the TV, the the full length mirror in the room. You know, uh, actually had it was kind of cool because it had mar- height markers on the mirror with the uh, you know what what musical artist was the same height as you. So you could stand against the mirror, kind of measure your height, and say, "Hey, I'm the same height as you know Lenny Kravitz," or uh, who were you at the same height as? Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, Snoop Dogg was, was the cool. tallest, and none of us were as tall as Snoop Dogg. Nobody's as tall as Snoop Dogg, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was. It was. That was another kind of neat little element. Uh, theming wise, you know, it was. It was. It was nice. It wasn't. Over what the top. about the toilet paper? The the the, <laughs> the extra roll of toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. the extra roll of toilet paper on the back is you know had a kind of a, a custom uh, wrap label on it. It was labeled the B side. <laughs> Well, when we first went in there, the toilet paper that was ready to use said yeah. general emission. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even notice so, that part. <laughs> Kids yeah. must have got to the bathroom first. So they had, they had definitely had <laughs> little some fun touches. with the theming. Yeah, they did a good job just, just finding the little touches to make it feel hard rock, you know. Uh, when you're out in the rest of the hotel, I don't think we'll talk about it, it feels like you're in that hard rock cafe where there's music memorabilia kind of everywhere. In the rooms, it's a little more subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a super nice room. They have, they've got the super nice, cozy, comfy beds. Um, these are the kind of the premium level beds that you're going to find at their, their, up their top two or three resorts. Um, so they're super nice, super cozy. Uh, as far as, like we said, all of the rooms are kind of, uh, crescent shaped around the pool area. And this isn't one of the larger resorts that they have. So we were actually at the very end of the resort hallway probably about as far as you could go from the lobby. Um, <clears throat> but it wasn't, I mean, some of the other resorts were even bigger and you could be even farther. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we were first checking in, you know, we were we, we checked in and we had all of our luggage on our cart and we started hauling it toward our room and we just kept going. And at first we were like, man, we are down here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we come to realize later that when you we were down on the very end of the building, uh, there's a nice exit out the end of the building we were on that went straight down to the walk towards City Walk. So being on the very end of the building actually got us closer to the park. Mm-hmm. You know, we were about five minutes closer to the park being down at the end of the building. So there was kind of parks to being so far from the lobby and stuff. So. Some of the reviews I read before we went, um, people were also saying the farther you were down the halls, the quieter your room was. That the closer you were to the lobby area, sometimes you heard more noise. I could see that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that could yeah. be a perk. We had one really loud family that woke us up a couple of mornings. Um, <laughs> I think that was just right in the morning. They were trying to get up to the park open. Yeah. You know, they were, yeah. you know, and we're always like on the kids like, guys, you got to be quiet. There's people trying to sleep right next door. Yeah. But these parents uh, <laughs> didn't do that. They were just as loud as the kids almost. Yeah. <laughs> Guess they were excited. Yeah, they were trying to make it to park open and uh, we weren't stressing about it quite as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but overall, yeah, it was a very nice room. You mentioned all the different room levels they have. So they've got bigger rooms they've got you know suites and they've got the Elvis rooms and (laughs) Mm -hmm. all kinds of super nice stuff you know but the standard two bedroom two queen you know standard room that we were in was very nice uh the bathroom that was was really nice it had this separated area with the shower 
um, and the toilet area as opposed to it was separated from the sink area so somebody could be getting ready while somebody else was in the shower or using the restroom and things. So, I mean, that was kind of nice. That's very important when you're a family of four and you're trying to get, oh, yeah. trying to get out the door for a 7 a.m. park, early park emission. Yeah, it makes a difference. Because you're in a hurry. Yeah. So it's, it's hard if you're limited to that one sink area yeah. or if you can't have somebody in the bathroom get and getting ready at the same one time. One kid runs know? in the restroom to use it. And shuts and locks the door, and you're all standing out there trying to think. Oh, we all got to get ready, and now we can't. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that because Portofino <laughs> is kind of that one. It was a big bathroom, but it was one big Portofino nice was, bathroom. Yeah, it was beautiful. Where I loved Huge. how this one was sectioned off. Yeah. That was nice. That was very nice. Well, like Cabana Bay is sectioned off even more. So you have the toilet in one room with a door, and then you have the shower in another room behind a door, and then you have the sink area in the middle. You know, mm-hmm. so it's even more. So this is it was it was nice. Yeah, it was it was laid out really nice. Uh, there's a second sink uh in the little area with the with the um with the shower area so there was even more options for people to get ready simultaneously mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it was it was definitely laid out well uh they had a keurig which is always nice for us we like use our coffee that every morning use that every morning get us going uh, so they had a keurig in the room you know they've got a basic mini, mini fridge, fridge. <laughs> um you know, and, and it's it's your standard room. There's a lot of there were plenty of uh, USB charging ports and power ports. You could plug in your devices. Everybody was able to get their devices plugged in to charge overnight. Uh, so uh, nice TV. You know, uh, it's we didn't a, really use we the didn't, TV. Yeah, we, we didn't didn't watch it a whole mm-hmm. lot, but uh, we stayed in the parks and came home and went to sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Enjoyed <laughs> the nice cozy walks. bed. And enjoyed the nice cozy bed. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but overall, yeah, it's a very nice room. Uh, very cozy room, um, you know, pretty good size. We didn't feel cramped or or anything in it. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. when you're in those two queen standard rooms with four people, especially now that the kids are a little older, sometimes that starts feeling a little cramped. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, this is a, it felt like a nice space. Mm-hmm. So overall, yeah, I was very pleased with the room over, you know, comfort, mm-hmm. theming. Um, mm-hmm. Just have to try that Elvis suite one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe without the kids. Cause I, I guess don't if know. you're a pianist, that'd be pretty cool be to pretty have cool. the piano in the room with you. Yeah. Well, could you rent a, you know, you could probably couldn't rent a piano in the, in, the, in the individual rooms, but you could rent some instruments, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you could. Yeah, Hard Rock was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so that was the room review. I'm going to tell you about the common areas. Okay. Um, so the first thing you see when you drive up is just this large fountain with spiraling bronze guitars for a centerpiece. Yeah. So I, I, cool. I like to just look at that for a while. That yeah. was really pretty, but it also had that rock and roll theming <clears throat> right there when you first drove up. You saw that. Yeah. Um, but... There was another light fixture that I even, or that wasn't a light fixture. There was <laughs> that another was a fountain, but the chandelier. Um, yeah, that was a fountain, but the fixture chandelier, large or, chandelier, yeah, that I liked the most was the saxophone chandelier that was in the grand stairway leading from the lobby to the lower level. Mm-hmm. So it was just saxophones all the way around. So you had the guitars Which over in sense. the fountain, yeah. and then you had the saxophones all in the chandelier. Yeah. So, and Eli plays the saxophone, so that was kind of special to us. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you come in and you go to check in, you're going to be there in the lobby. And it was a very spacious, large lobby. It was very clean looking, had a cool vibe to it. Yeah. Had a lot of seating, cool. lounge chairs, charging tables, yeah. um, kind of everything you need right there. And like we said, uh, um, right away, there's a lot of memorabilia for you to look at. Everywhere. Um, right over the desk where over you check in, there desk. was a huge picture of Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had just sections where you could see different clothing from different artists. And I think they changed that out a lot. But I yeah. think uh, yeah. one dress was um, Carrie Underwood's from a music video. Yeah. 
And another one was Jennifer Lopez's award show dress. And then they had kind of a tank top from Shakira. They said she <laughs> donated it for charity. And I kind of thought, couldn't she have donated something better? <laughs> but but that was in there. Um, but it was it was all through the lobby. And yeah. they, besides, clo- oh, there was also Michael Jackson's pink suit. Remember that? That yep. was down one of the hallways yep. leading from the lobby. And then, of course, um, my favorite was Elvis's black nylon pajamas. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. They had that. That's how they told us to get their room. We checked in and said, all right, you're going to go down this hallway. You're going to take a ride at Elvis's pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, we also saw Bon Jovi's guitar. Um, yeah. And there was there was some other guitars from different artists. I'm trying to remember who all. Uh, there was a lot of, of guitars. Um, I know there was there was one from there was a Kiss guitar uh, in in the in the gift shop I think area. Um, I can't even remember all of them. But mm-hmm. it, it, it was it was very much like if you go to a hard rock cafe, and every square inch of the wall was kind of filled with music memorabilia. Uh, but it, it, it wasn't as cluttered. You know, yeah. Hard Rock feels like it's cluttered. It's every square inch. This is a little more spaced out and a little bit more, you know, they th- they put a little more thought in where they place things. But pretty much everywhere you look, you still have music mm-hmm. memorabilia or representation or of some sort um, mm-hmm. in that style, but done like in, in a more classy kind of way, if yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, kind of museum-like <laughs> almost. A little bit, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lounge kind of way. Yeah, very, very cool. I think and, cool, you know, kind of encapsulates yeah. the feel of this place. And you mentioned the store. I thought the store was a lot of fun. I yeah. think they call it the rock shop. <laughs> um, and it was different than any other store I've seen on property. You know, we've been to, I love the store at Portofino Bay. I've ended up, I've ended up um, shopping there quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it's the same stuff you would get in the parks where here at, at Hard Rock, everything's geared toward that hotel and the Hard, hard rock, rock Cafe, themed. you know? Yeah. So the merchandise yeah. there, to me, was completely different than anything else you see on property. Yeah. And it, like you said, it was just fun to look at. Yeah. And then uh, they had, like, this seat right in the center that the kids sat on and looked at their phones while we were shopping, <laughs> but it was, like, purple and circular, um, kind of like you'd expect it. It was a circular couch that looked like it was right out of... It, I mean, it screamed, you know, 70s rock. Yeah, yeah, it was... <laughs> Purple velvet circular couch. Mm-hmm. Everything was very well done. Still wish I'd have yeah. bought you a t-shirt because yeah. they had a t-shirt I really liked there. I yeah. think you would have liked. Very nice um, gift shop. Yeah. yeah, but that was fun. I would definitely do that. Um, and then, of course, everybody wants to know what the pool's like. That's one of the biggest things that we, we go for Love when we're staying pools. at a resort. Yep. Um, and they do have a very nice, big, beautiful pool. It's 12,000 square foot it's with a 250-foot slide. Yeah. Um, one thing that's unique about this pool is it's supposed to be known for the underwater rock music, but unfortunately we didn't hear it. I, I tried to keep floating on my back and putting my ears down to see if I could hear it, but I never did because we oh, no, weren't there yeah. an extremely long time. But I went under there. No, I couldn't hear it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's a COVID thing. Well, yeah, that wouldn't make sense, but, <laughs> and I looked their website still talks about it. So that's why I'm, Maybe it's just an off day. Maybe so. Maybe I, they were having technical issues. I know a I lot of the know. resorts right now have cut back on, in general, on their kind of pool activities and the things that they do around yeah. the pool, the, the movies at night and the kind of the fun kind of stuff around the pool. I think normally they have all the activities too, like yeah. the water balloon. Yeah. Hula hoop competitions, yeah. water balloon throwing, mm-hmm. things like that, you know, uh, but uh, we didn't really see any of that this time. I think that's a COVID uh, pullback. Yeah. Um, the same with the hot tubs. Yeah. And, and, you know, the movies at night. But I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But it's possible that the the music under the water is <laughs> kind of just been 
thrown I, in with the rest of it. I don't know. And speaking of the hot tubs, they were closed still, unfortunately. And it's really yeah. hard to sit there and look at a hot tub and not be able to get in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say the hot tubs over at Hard Rock, I think we saw two, right? There were two of them. There were two, but they but, were incredibly small. Yeah. Like we're used to the big, yeah. big and, um, hot tubs over at Portofino. And these just, yeah. I think on a... I think really that only fit five to six people, maybe comfortably. And I think that's that's. I think Portofino is the is the uncommon one though, because I think okay. uh, that smaller size is probably the same size you've got over at Sapphire Falls. Um, it's that same kind of circular hot tub, not I a huge. Sapphire Falls was a little bit. Bigger a, it may be a little bit bigger, but it's not. It's not Portofino style. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could see where looking at those, they're concerned about people being able to keep away from other people because you know you're going to get five, six, seven people in there, and they're going to be pretty close to each other. Mm-hmm. When you go to Portofino, their hot tubs are like the size of a kiddie pool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you could have you know five or six different couples sitting in this hot tub and they're still six feet away from each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, Portofino, and there's two of them that mm-hmm. are that size. Yeah, they're very it's nice. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like they could almost open up Portofino's, but yeah, yeah I can see why this one was still a concern. Mm-hmm. For sure. So we didn't get to relax in the hot tubs, but there is a zero entry portion to the pool and we did yep. like to relax there. Yep. So that was nice. And I really enjoyed the slide. I thought it was fun. I liked it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a water slide, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, it, w- it was fun. It was yeah. a good time. And there were plenty of lounge chairs around. You know, we we kind of got there on late in the day after we had been at Volcano Bay. So, we did have to circle yeah. around just a little bit to find four together in a partial shade. <laughs> but we did. Um, but we finally did. Some yeah. people were leaving and we were able to get them. But they did have a lot of seating and they had cabanas for rent. Um, actually, a lot, most of those looked rented. Yeah. Um, it was There were definitely well, people at the pool that day. I think it says a lot that we were able to find four chairs uh, in the afternoon uh, on, you know, a super busy spring break time. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that we could find some, you know... It, it tells me that, yeah, it's 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 going to be, you're going to be able to find some seats whenever you go. You may not be the prime location you want, but there's going to be some chairs available. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I know you're about to talk about food, but they do have, I'll just mention, they do have a beach club there. Maybe mm-hmm. this will kind of lead into it, where you can order <laughs> food and drinks all day. And we, we were not ready for dinner, so we no. did not eat dinner there. But we did go and get some virgin pina coladas yeah. with the kids to just kind of cool off. And that was fun to have there sitting at the pool. Yeah, sitting in the pool. Um, but the people that actually were in the chairs that we found um, before yeah. us, their food trays were still kind of behind <laughs> us on a table, and it looked like they had had wings Ooh, and they had chicken fingers and all kinds of stuff. And there was some yeah. good-looking nachos that yes, we saw. they got good-looking nachos. So I think they have a wide variety of things, just and kind of good poolside food. Poolside service. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, poolside service. Again, that's, there's a big difference for me personally in my enjoyment of a pool area and a resort if i have to go get my food and you know try to get it back to my chair as opposed to just sitting in my chair hopefully in the shade and telling a server what i want and then they bring it to me mm-hmm. i know that sounds like a little thing <laughs> well if we would have been there but, in time for lunch we probably would have done yeah, that yeah yeah so uh, i love the resorts that offer that uh, i think their top two or three offer that once you get below the the that premier level they don't do the pool side mm-hmm. service, too. Well, no, we had it at Sapphire Falls, too, didn't we? Yeah, Sapphire Falls so, does it. Cabana Bay, you just Cabana go and you Bay, order kind of like quick service, and, and then you bring it back to your chair. So pretty but much they have really good food there, though. Sapphire Falls and above, I guess, maybe have the pool side yeah. service, which was mm-hmm. super nice. 
I don't think even at Disney, I don't think we could get that at any of the mm-hmm. ones we've tried. Because we stay at the Poly even and we had Polynesian. to go kind of quick order the food and just bring it back. Yeah. So. so just saying. So, all right. So that leads us into talking about food then, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So let's start off with that one. So the Beach Club uh, is the poolside place that you were just talking about. So that's right next to the pool. It's down on near the near the slide area of the pool. Uh, but you can order, you know, drinks. Uh, like I said, we had the, the virgin, you know, daiquiris and, and stuff like that with our feet in the water and enjoyed those. But they did have, you know, wings, nachos, you know, burgers and all kinds of different things there. That mm-hmm. looked really good. Pizza. Um, pizza. So that's kind of the, the poolside option. Um, yeah. Um, also, I saw a lot of people that were walking in the door and getting stuff from Emac and Bolio's, which I know you're about to talk about, and bringing that out to the pool. Which also so makes that's good close sense. enough. Yeah. That's almost poolside too, but that's your quick service option. Yeah. That's kind of the the grab and go kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So so Emac Emac and Bolio Mark. Emac and Bolio's Marketplace. They've got uh, ice cream. This is your. This is where your Starbucks coffee is. It's not a Starbucks per se, but they serve Starbucks coffee, uh, smoothies, and just regular kind of grab and go kind of foods and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I know you stood there and, and read like some history about. <laughs> I did because I wanted to know where that name came from. Emac and, and Bolio. And unfortunately, I didn't read until we were that day we were leaving when you yeah. were walking around making sure you had plenty of pictures. But um, Emac and Bolio. Um, Okay, so how that started was there was, if I'm remembering this all right, there was a lawyer in Boston, I think, and yep. he represented a lot of musical artists, yep. and apparently he also liked to make ice cream, and he would have the musicians over to his house, and they would, I guess, have meetings and eat his homemade ice cream, and it got to be very popular, and so he basically just started selling ice cream, and he didn't know what to call his business. I wish I remembered his name. I should look <laughs> that up, And but he had two um, veteran homeless men. That he was doing a pro bono case for. Right. And they said, well, why don't you name it after us? Okay. So he named his ice cream Emac and Bolio's Ice Cream. And the marketplace is named for the ice cream. Because he was kind of a lawyer to the musical stars. And also he made their ice cream. So it's supposed to be really, really good ice cream. I wish we would have tried it. (laughs) Um, But it's in in there. But we had so much food by that point. I couldn't imagine. What we learned on this trip is that you can only eat so much. Yeah. Well, it was Mardi Gras, (laughs) which we'll talk about in a little while. So that kind of took up a lot of our eating. We wanted to try so many different things, but you were only there so long and you can Mm -hmm. only eat so much. So we had to make choices. So yeah, Mm -hmm. Emac and Bolio's is right there uh, inside. And so that's your grab and go option. Um, Right over in the lobby, uh, right off the lobby is the Velvet Bar. Um, so this is kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's right there in that, like she was saying earlier, when you go in, this is huge open lobby with all the, uh, memorabilia and everything around. So right there in the lobby is the velvet bar lounge. And this is kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a bar, it's a lounge, you know, they got drinks and appetizers and it's kind of that, you know, rocky, uh, rock, you know, lounge atmosphere. So, um, looked really cool though. Uh, we didn't actually go in there a whole lot, but but it looked really nice. Uh, the next place that we did experience was one of their more popular kind of casual dining um, uh, locations, uh, and that is the kitchen. So the uh, ever, the mm-hmm. kitchen is one of their more popular places. We actually went there for two different meals, right? We did. Um, so we mm-hmm. went there one evening and had dinner. Uh, first the, night we were there at the kitchen. The first night we were there, uh, and they had they've they've got a range on their menu. So. I think the kids both probably had a burger. <laughs> yes, and I'm going to tell you exactly what they had. Um, let me pull that up. So they had a burger. Uh, I actually had the... They had fun names here. They had, <laughs> so yeah, I don't remember They had the, the half-pound kitchen burger. Half-pound kitchen burger. I guess that one's kind of plain. Okay. 
Um, it was ground Angus, <laughs> ground black Angus beef, applewood smoked bacon, melted white cheddar cheese, caramelized onions and mushrooms, shredded lettuce, and a secret sauce. Number 17, it says. Nice. Um, and I was surprised Eli ate all of it. He even ate the <laughs> mushrooms. Yeah. Avery picked the mushrooms off, but Eli ate them. So <laughs> They yeah. both seem happy. Yeah. It was good. It was it was fine. They enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the and they called it a mac and cheese. Uh, burnt ends macaroni and cheese. <laughs> burnt ends macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was super good. It was a really good cheese sauce with basically this pulled pork burnt ends basically on the top. Uh, it wasn't actually macaroni. It was shells. <laughs> so technically, mm-hmm. it should have been burnt ends burnt ends shells and cheese. But uh, I don't think they were getting hung up on it. A lot of the I don't know if the the recipes they use that actually serve are recipes from like rock stars and rock star chefs, but around the uh, around the kitchen area, they'll have like different displays where they've got you know an apron or something that's signed by a rock star, and they're there, and and it's their recipe for you know an omelet or something like that. Those are kind of hmm. so there there were kind of more hard rock style artifacts that. around with, and it was actual you know, rock artists who had kind of given their recipes for different mm-hmm. things and stuff. Now, again, I don't know if that's what they're actually serving uh, their recipes, you know, or if mm-hmm. it's, you know, I don't know if you're, you're eating Sammy Hagar's omelet <laughs> when you order an omelet or, or if it's just, you know, there for the, for the representation well, at or breakfast, what. breakfast, they've got the Elvis, um, was it French toast? Yeah. Have to look Guess what that had in it? Yeah. <laughs> Peanut butter, bananas. Yeah. <laughs> <Caramel> <laughs> so yeah, but 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 uh, mine mine was really good. My burn-ins, and then Lacey, you had a salmon. I had the grilled sixty south salmon. Nice. And it was very good. It came with an asparagus risotto. No, so. I love. Yeah, I it love was good. Um, you know, I the price. You know, it wasn't really. You know, it was expensive. Yeah, this um, is not a cheap meal. It's you know not as expensive as their other restaurant, no. but it was still. It was still more than we would normally pay, and that was a, probably my only yeah. critique is felt like we could have got cheaper food at City Walk. But that yes. salmon was some of the best, one of the yeah. best meals I had the whole time we were there. It kind of be nice at that price if they'd give you a bread basket or something, yeah. you know. It's a, it's a resort look. It's a resort dining. It's a resort restaurant with resort restaurant prices. It's very mm-hmm. expensive, you know, compared to going into City Rock. And some of City Walk are pretty expensive as well, mm-hmm. um, but they're super good too. Uh, everywhere we've eaten in City Walk has been really good, and it's slightly cheaper than this. You know, when we talk about going to uh, Chocolate Emporium and Cowfish and mm-hmm. things like that, uh, they are more expensive than going than than average, but they're still cheaper than what this was. So just to it give you an good. idea, like salmon's normally a pricier item, oh. but it's it. My salmon was thirty two dollars. Oh. I went the most expensive. I yeah, you did. Um, the kids' burgers were twenty one dollars, and the macaroni and cheese was twenty four dollars. Cheap guy, right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really good, though. Um, but it, but again, that was a, definitely that was a splurge kind of thing, just because we we wanted to, to to try one of the restaurants on site and really see what it was like, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a really popular one. Now uh, you're lucky. I didn't know about this twenty nine dollar cake, though. Holy! Moly. I think I would have had to try it because I found about out about it after we got home when I was pulling up menus for the show. <laughs> but they have this kitchen sink cake. It's $29. We could have all shared it, though. But it's seven layers. It would have been our meal. It's seven layers. <laughs> it's got brownie, peanut butter crunch, chocolate crunch, chocolate chunk cookie, pecan pie, vanilla cheesecake, devil's food chocolate cake, vanilla chiffon, chocolate sauce, and vanilla ice cream. So you can see why it's called kitchen sink. We could have shared it with the table next to us. <laughs> But doesn't that sound? And I saw a picture of it too, and it just looked—it looked like so much fun. Like if you're on a vacation, get the whole family together and yeah. 
buy this one dessert and you all share it. Family so. of 12. Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it so. would be. But no, I think we had plenty of food. And, and it was plenty of food. I left, I left full, you know, um, definitely. Uh, we, we did actually go back uh, for... Ooh, one oh. more thing. Were you talking about the kids menu? How funny that was? I just pulled oh, it up if you need me to... You, you'll have to read some of the things because, yeah, they, they named all the kids' items um, based on kids' reactions when you take, normally take them to a restaurant. So what were, yeah. some of the, what were some of the names on the items? So you have the I Don't Want That, which is an extra cheesy grilled cheese sandwich. Yep. And then you had the I'm Not Hungry, which was crispy <laughs> chicken fried chicken tenders. And then you had the Mmm, which is pepperoni or cheesy pizza. The Grandma Said No Penne pasta with marinara sauce. I didn't do it. Peanut butter and Jay's sandwich. Um, I want to go to McDonald's cheeseburger. <laughs> the butt white uh, mac and cheese and the Why? I don't know grilled chicken served with mashed potatoes. What do you want? I don't know. <laughs> All right. So we, we got a kick just just out of reading that menu. Obviously ours were thirteen and fifteen, so they wanted the they wanted the half pound burgers. They didn't uh, even want to you know, they're they're too we old got for them the a, kids grub. Wanna now, go to but, McDonald's burger? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they've yeah. aged out of that menu, but it was so much fun just to read it. Yeah, they were definitely having fun with it with the uh the menu a little bit. So, that was mm-hmm. that's awesome to see. Um so but when we were leaving, they did tell us that they they had a special breakfast that they offered at the kitchen as well, so we came back a different day to try that. Um cuz it actually was a pretty good deal for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it I think typically it's probably a breakfast buffet. Um currently they're doing family style. And they may continue to do it family style because it seemed to work out pretty well. But this is a family style breakfast where they pretty much brought all the food to your table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, every, you know, eggs, hash brown, pancakes, French toast, French toast uh, sausage, bacon, biscuits, pastries. Fruit that fruit. only I ate. Yeah, at least you got a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, muffins, uh, chocolate croissants. Uh, you could order a, uh, an omelet. You know, I got a ham and cheese omelet to go with all of this stuff. Uh, it was loads and loads and loads of food, and the four of us couldn't put a dent in it. You know, which we kind of felt bad about. I mean, he came back and he's like, "You guys want a box? Well, you know, we're we're going to the from here to the park." Yeah. <laughs> so we're in swimsuits um, already. Yeah. yeah so yeah. It, it feels like a waste of, of food, but it was it was so good. It was definitely uh, really, really, really good breakfast that filled us up for you know a good mm-hmm. part of the day and it um, came with juice so. and coffee and tea too yep. got my coffee so do you want me to tell the prices sure okay. sure so it was 23 dollars for adults and 14 dollars for children three to nine yeah. and our waiter was extremely nice because he still gave us the kids price even yes. for avery and eli so, how the punk so i really appreciated eat. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah i mean it's again when you go to any kind of when you're in a super nice you know hotel of some sort and you go to one of their breakfast buffets yeah that's about how how they're priced a lot of the time so mm-hmm. it's not cheap no it's a resort food but, but i think i'd reckon i mean i felt better about that 23 dollar all you can eat yeah big breakfast than i sure. did what we paid for dinner to be honest yeah. well it was cheaper you know? yeah it was, it was cheaper <laughs> i'd probably cheaper. recommend the breakfast even over the dinner yeah and absolutely. the elvis french toast it's actually french, french toast. toast i just yeah, saw that, it um that it's sense. baguette slices bananas peanut butter and caramel sauce there you go and it's 16 dollars. yeah so you stay in the elvis suite and then you order the elvis french toast that's right <laughs> uh yeah so it was it was super good like i said it wasn't cheap but you know we we wanted to come we wanted to experience it so we could tell everybody about it so you know we sacrificed 
for you guys. <laughs> so happy to do so. Yeah. Um, so that was the kitchen. Uh, they do actually have one restaurant that is uh, a step up from the kitchen, and that is the Palm. So this is their upscale restaurant. We talked about the kitchen, <laughs> which sounds pretty upscale, and it really was, but the Palm is, is a step up. So this is their really upscale you know, steak and seafood uh, location. Um, the prices from the kitchen go up a little bit higher, and now you're at the Palm. Mm-hmm. So, and I think you'd probably want to dress up a little bit more for the palm. You might it's more more than we did for yeah. sure. It's not it's not quite as casual. <laughs> we can't wear your swimsuits in there. Mm-hmm. Well, you probably could. They might mm-hmm. not say anything, but <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so so that is all of the on site uh, dining locations. You know, they had a lot to choose from. I mean, to be not as huge as some of the other resorts, they still had a lot of dining options. Mm-hmm. So a lot of different food options, and it was all good. Mm-hmm. It was just a little pricey, but. Everything we had was good. Everything we saw was good. Even mm-hmm. the stuff we didn't have, you know, looked good. Yeah. So, that's our food on site. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm going to talk about what I think is the biggest amenity of the Hard Rock Hotel, yeah. and that's its location. Um, this is the closest sure. hotel to the two main theme parks. Um, yes. So you really can just walk there. We we didn't even... it. I mean, the, the ferry boat comes right up to it, and you can obviously take shuttle buses. To, well, can you take... You can take a shuttle bus to Volcano Bay. I don't yes. really think you, you don't really need a shuttle bus to City Walk or anything. You would walk, depending on where you're staying in the resort, you might walk farther to get to the shuttle bus stop than you would to get to the gate of the park. Yeah. So, so I mean, that, that was super nice. That kind of kind of spoiled me because the last <clears> time we stayed at Cabana Bay, and I think we walked a lot, lot, and I didn't mind it because I'm a walker, and it's yeah. right along that beautiful waterway, but we might have yeah. walked like 15 minutes. Right. This was like Correct. five minutes, you know, if and you that. were right there. Yeah, if that. And that, and that's what I was saying about our room. So if, you, if you're coming out of the lobby, you're coming out of the, coming out of the back of Hard Rock Hotel, you're going to come straight out, and the boat docks are right there as you exit. Uh, you, can, you, can get on, you can go through the uh, metal detectors and everything, and you can get on the boats, and it'll take you over into the middle of City Walk, where you either go to the right to go into Universal Studios, or you go to the left to go into Islands of Adventure. Uh, if you're going to Islands of... Well, if you're going to either one, um, probably walking... You, you, if you're going to... It's just as close or quicker just to walk than it would be to catch the boat, probably. If you're mm-hmm. going to Universal Studios, you're going to be at the front gate of Universal Studios before your boat gets to City Walk. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to be quicker. But again where you come out that main exit right to the docks. Like I said, our room was on the very end of one of the wings. Uh, and luckily it was in the correct direction so that when we went out our exit door at the very end of our hallway, it dumped us out pretty much right on the sidewalk, um, closer on, on the end of the building, closer to Universal. So rather than going from our room all the way back to the lobby and then out the door and then towards City we probably saved five minutes of a walk just mm-hmm. by going out that door and right onto the walkway uh, from our room. It was maybe three minutes to get to the metal detectors, you know, and, mm-hmm. and into city walk. Um, and that's probably the, the real thing to think about. So distance wise, uh, it's definitely qu- closer to walk, uh, speed wise, time wise. It's probably a lot. It's definitely shorter to walk. Mm-hmm. The one caveat that we ran into I don't know if you were going to talk about this, was uh, we were trying to get there really early in the morning right at Rope Drop. Uh, the When you're walking from the hard from the, the resort, so Hard Rock and Portofino are both on this side 
um, walking toward the city walk. So once you get to the entrance to city walk, there is a uh, security station where you go through the metal detectors and stuff. So when we went, there was a line built up at the metal detectors of everyone trying to go into city walk. Now, when you came out the back of the hotel, there is a security checkpoint to get onto the ferry, the, the water taxis as well. And there was not a line there. So we probably could have gotten through security and onto the water taxi and water taxied into city walk and maybe made it to the front gate of the park a little bit quicker just because the line at security into city walk was a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. If that, that makes sense. That was the only time it that was That was the like only it. thing we ran into because yeah. it was first thing in the morning and it was all the people, you know, all the resort guests trying to get over there for the extra hour that the park was open for on-site resort guests. Mm-hmm. That was the only time we ran into a line at the security checkpoint. But that line was just enough to say, you know what, we probably would have been a little quicker just to take the water taxi, even though mm-hmm. it was shorter just to walk. So, mm-hmm. But location-wise, it is right there. You are almost in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely see, you know, you can hear all the fireworks going off in the parks. Uh, you are right behind the park itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're talking about food while ago. I mean, really, you feel like all of City Walk is also food options for you because you're so is. close yeah. to walk to City Walk, you know. Which we did. Yeah. You don't, you know, if you don't, you don't have to go far to eat in City Walk. You know, you don't have to stay at the resort if you don't, if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, so, so you love the history part. So just as a little bit of history and to give everyone a little bit of a, an idea of vicinity. So back in the day, uh, <laughs> back in like the nineties the era of Universal Studios, uh, but this is before this resort was even there. There was a hard rock cafe uh, that, that kind of set in this location. But this Hard Rock Cafe, it was the large one, if you, if anyone remembers and is old enough, uh, it was shaped like a guitar. The whole Hard Rock Cafe was shaped like a guitar. And there was an entrance that went directly into Universal Studios. So if you're in the park, mm. you, could have, you could go into the Hard Rock Cafe into the back entrance from inside the park. Or you could go into the front entrance from outside of the park. So that old Hard Rock Cafe sat pretty much where the front of this resort is. So... The neck of the guitar that stretched out from the Hard Rock Cafe pretty much came to the big green at where you were, your fountain you were talking about that's right in front of mm-hmm. the resort with the, with the guitars. Um, that, that green space in front of the fountain pretty much is where the neck of the guitar was. Okay. So if you can imagine, if that gives anybody kind of a, a point of reference, so that old Hard Rock Cafe was pretty much in the park. Mm-hmm. And that sits almost where this where this kind of location is is very 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 close to it so they had to tear down that hard rock cafe when they built mm-hmm. the this hard rock hotel i guess area. actually i think they tore that down before because mm-hmm. they built the the even bigger hard rock cafe over in city walk the big huge uh, coliseum mm-hmm. the largest we ate there too because we thought if we're staying at hard rock um hotel we might as well eat at hard, hard rock cafe it is yeah. and uh just as a, so in case anyone's curious that is the largest hard rock cafe in the world <laughs> You gonna tell them the story about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we ha- there was a very energetic uh, hostess uh, who who loved what she did and was super excited about Hard Rock. Uh, we sat at a table kind of near the front of the of the 
restaurant. So every time this hostess was escorting a family to a table, she passed by our table. And every time she started off, she started her spiel off, welcome to the Hard Rock Cafe. Now, not many people realize this, but this is the largest Hard Rock Cafe in the world. And I didn't notice it at first. You were actually sitting on the outside and I was on the inside. But when you mentioned it, then I heard it like five times. Every time she said a family, this is actually the largest Hard Rock Cafe in the world. We wanted to just start telling people. Did y'all we know this did. is the largest Hard Rock Cafe in the world? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> but it is. It's a super nice Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah. So that's where the where the old Hard Rock Cafe used to sit is kind of close to where the new Hard Rock Hotel sits vicinity-wise. So okay. there's your history. Yeah, I like so, that. Yeah. And so like we were saying, it's not a, not a long walk, but no, it is a beautiful close. walk. Um, you know, you actually catch part of the walk that you would get if you were coming from Puerto Vina. Portofino, yeah. which is back behind Hard Rock. Yeah, all of their um, walks from their resorts are super pretty. Yeah, it's right on the water. They're it's river beautiful. Walks. But yeah. this one has something special. It had a butterfly garden. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and it was actually shaped like a butterfly. So yeah. I kept wanting to go through it. When the kids realized it was a shortcut, they didn't mind going through it either. Yeah. <laughs> but we kept going through it at night. So, we could, we couldn't yeah, get it during the day. We, we finally got it during the day. Yeah. Right toward the end, we're like, all right, we're finally going to see the butterfly garden during the day. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was very pretty. Yeah. And like I said, they also have the shuttle buses. We did take the shuttle bus to Volcano Bay. Um, and it was nice. No problems with it. And no, it's, it's, it's kind of right outside the hotel at yep. Abbey Road where That's you right. load where you load up for the shuttle bus. <laughs> Abbey Road. Yeah, all their mm-hmm. signs, you know, their signage and stuff had that kind of Abbey Road road sign kind of look to it, you know. Um, they continued that theming, you know. They mm-hmm. anytime they had to make a sign or something, they found a rock and roll album reference, you know, or something to, to make it out of, you know, to make it look like. So, so they did a good job with that. Mm-hmm. Um so the other thing, so you've got your location, but also the other big amenity that um, just because it's Premier Hotel, you also do get the Express Pass, and that's huge. Oh, yeah. And this time I knew the week we were going, which we went the latter part of the week to try to distance ourselves a little bit from it, but mm-hmm. we knew that it was going to be Easter week, <clears throat> Mardi Gras, and spring break all Ooh. in one. And Universal was even sending me emails about they were, you know, planning to reach capacity every day and expecting large yeah. crowds. So and they did. we decided, luckily with our annual pass, we can get a deep discount on a lot of these rooms through the annual pass holder site. So we were able to get about half off of the room. Yeah. But I was, yeah. you know, this time, sometimes we go and we stay at Cabana Bay and it's not a big deal not having the express pass. But this time, knowing that those crowds, knowing what they were going to be like, we definitely wanted the express pass. Yeah. So I would... That's that's a big reason to get a hard rock. If you're looking at going during Christmas or Fourth of July or <laughs> your major yeah. holidays or anything like that, yeah. even President's Weekend, Definitely I would highly President's suggest um, one of the premier resorts. And yeah. Hard Rock is a good option. Portofino, Hard Rock, Royal Pacific all get you access to that. And and we've mm-hmm. priced it out before what it would cost to actually add it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's super. It's pretty expensive if you're wanting to add on you know, express pass to one of the other hotels. It gets to the point where it's almost cheaper just to upgrade your hotel mm-hmm. than it is to add on an express pass. Yeah. And it's an unlimited express pass, which you can use as many times as you want. Where the other ones, when you add on, it's a limited express pass. So you can do one ride per day. Each ride you can do once per day with the express pass. So mm-hmm. 
yeah. the unlimited when you're staying on, on at one of these resorts you get the unlimited express pass so that's a huge huge benefit huge um so we're about to go into pricing i'll let you give them some quotes for hard rock but i yeah. wanted to i did look up the founder of that ice cream emac and bully is <laughs> just just to go back i was gonna I bug you i want to tell you everything <laughs> but it was founded by robert rook and he was a lawyer and he worked closely with the homeless and Viet- vietnam um veterans <laughs> Um, but he did work with numerous rock bands such as Aerosmith, YouTube, Boston, The Cars, and James Brown. That was going to keep so, her up at night. And E. Macambolios was founded in 1975. <laughs> so now I really want to try that ice cream. <laughs> really, really, really. Oh, um, hilarious. So, yeah, so we're going to have to go back and try that sometime. And if we're not staying there, we can maybe ferry over and yeah. give it a try. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll have to do that on our next adventure. But uh, let's let's move on and let's talk about the year adventure section, and I'll talk about some of the pricing. I actually pulled some pricing to talk about what this cool resort looks like cost wise. So I pulled a couple of comparisons just to look at Hard Rock Hotel um, in the summer. Uh, I pulled uh, five nights in July, middle of July. Might be some around someone's anniversary. Just saying. That is. Um, <laughs> I pulled a July 11th through the 16th, so that's like a Sunday to Friday. I like to pull those uh, midweek dates. So looking at a family four like ours, five nights at Hard Rock, and pairing that with a three-park, four-day park-to-park ticket, um, I pulled a package, which was one of the current Universal deals. Hard Rock Hotel was going to run 38 3873 So it's about $3,800, $3,900 for a week in Universal with your tickets and the Hard Rock. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about, you know, these upper level uh, hotels and, and Hard Rock and Portofino are really the two top upper echelon uh, resorts and, and Hard Rock nine times out of the 10 is, is, is going to ends up being the most expensive one they have on site. I think because of the location, because of location, 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 as we found it is super close to the park and is super convenient. And I mm-hmm. think that really makes this a highly sought after destination for people staying there. Cause you are, you are right. I mean, all of the universal resorts are super convenient transportation wise. If you're on the water and you get the water taxi, it's super easy to get into the parks and into city walk. But this was crazy close. Mm-hmm. So you can understand why this is uh, such a popular... And Portofino, uh, you know, it's a nice walk, but it's it's a good walk mm-hmm. to, to walk to Portofino. But the, the, the boat is so convenient, so uh, sometimes it comes in actually cheaper than Hard Rock. So this is probably one of the most expensive places you're going to stay on site at Universal. Um, so that is kind of, you know, it gets up there. But when we talk about that Universal Express Pass... Uh, it's, it's hard to really communicate the value of that, particularly in a time like this when it's super busy. Um, you know, when, when we talked about the people who are getting up early to get in line and they're, they're out, you know, waiting in line outside of the gates when they're ready to open. And as an on-site resort guest, you get in the parks like an hour early, but even then there's a line backed up to get into the park even an hour early so that when those gates open, you're running to the big popular rides to try to beat some of the lines. When you've got this express pass option, you're not really doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just kind of moseying because you don't really have to worry about lines. You literally walk to whatever ride you want and you walk up and you get in the express pass lane and you wait, mm-hmm. you know, 
maybe 10 minutes or something like that at the most. Some, mostly, mm-hmm. a lot of them, when we were there, were just kind of walk on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one exception to that rule would be was, was Hagrid's and stuff, which is like a virtual line only experience when we talk about that, when we talk about the current state of uh, Universal. But that's the, the value of the Express Passes. You, mm-hmm. It really doesn't matter how long the lines are and how long the waits are if you have the Express Pass. Because mm-hmm. we went with my family um, the week of Thanksgiving in yeah. 2019, yeah. and we stay at Royal Pacific, which is the other <coughs> another one of their premier results, right. resorts. Just mainly, And at that point, that one was the cheapest. But it yeah. was weird when we yeah. were going this time, Hard Rock ended up being cheaper for us than right. Portofino or Royal Pacific, which was yeah. very odd. But... Um, you know, we stayed there for that express pass. And yeah. even though we were there, you know, there was no limited capacity back then. You know, that no. was before the pandemic. No. So you had full crowds and long lines and everything else. And we were still able to, to mostly, you know, walk on what we wanted with that yeah. express pass. So it is a completely relaxing feel mm-hmm. when you know you've got that. So you're not worried about, you know, well, we need to go get in line for this. Oh, it's a 45-minute wait. Uh, oh, let's go try over here and let's get into this line. It's only a 20-minute wait. Uh, you know, and, and that kind of going from line to line, what are we going to do next? It, it really does take a lot of pressure off, a lot of stress off, knowing, you know mm-hmm. what, really doesn't matter. I'm only like, a th- when I'm in the theme park, I'm like a fast walker, too. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's get there. You know, the Express Pass even gives me a little bit of a, you know what? We are not in a hurry because <laughs> when we get there, there's not a line. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it is okay. It just gives you a really calming sense of just relaxation, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's def it's definitely worth it. Like I said, this this hotel itself of the three that include it is is often the most priciest, most priciest. <laughs> um, yeah, the highest priced, the priciest, <laughs> the yeah. priciest. Um, but uh, it's really worth you know. It's it, you're you're, you're you're packing that on top of the location, which is great. So, mm-hmm. so I, anyway, I yeah. enjoyed it, and we had not stayed here before, so I gave it. I think it gave us a whole different kind of vacation. Yeah. Um, just with the whole theming, it was a lot of fun. I still Portofino is still my favorite, um, just because I feel like I'm in Italy there, and it's oh, just so beautiful and romantic. But this Definitely was a lot of fun too. Yeah, we tried it was to, a lot yeah. of fun, and I'm glad we experienced I, it. I think it's personal preference. I think it's what's your style. There are people who are going to go to this one and say, you know what, this is what I'm looking for. You know, this is mm-hmm. the this is the field. I love this kind of cool kind of environment and atmosphere of a hard rock hotel, and people are going to absolutely love that. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of with you. I think uh, Portofino is still my favorite, but it's just it it's that it's a personal preference thing, you know that mm-hmm. that Italian you know port kind of beauty is you know awesome, and that's mm-hmm. what we lean to, and that's what we prefer. Versus Elvis's versus pajamas, Elvis's pajamas, <laughs> you know, in the Hotel California. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's got a certain vibe that people would really connect with. It's really going to be what you connect with the most, and what your preference is. They're both amazing hotels. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was really cool to experience this because we had never done it before. And we tried it, you know, we go to Universal a lot, but we to go as much as we do, we we make every trip we go seems a little bit different. You know, mm-hmm. it's nice to experience the different hotels and experience the different things and focus a little bit different mm-hmm. on your different trips. So it it still seems like a different trip every time we go. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think that quote was terrible. I mean, I that's that not crazy. A, I mean, you're still especially talking. Especially for what you're getting. I don't for, think that was for terrible. For what you're getting, no, that's a super nice, super nice vacation, you know, uh, and definitely making it a super relaxed feel. Mm-hmm. So 
I just want to give you a comparison just so we know. So, so that was $3,800. Um, there is still an annual pass holder acquisition package available, uh, which I also pulled for the same week for the same time at Hard Rock. It's actually $4,217. So you're talking about less than a $400 difference mm-hmm. uh, to actually get, instead of getting a four-day park ticket to those three parks, you're getting a, I think it's still a 15-month preferred annual pass. Mm-hmm. And, and we've talked about that before, but those preferred annual passes actually get you 10% discount at, all of, at most all of your retail and dining locations as well, which mm-hmm. adds up quickly at all these places. It does. And mm-hmm. it got us 15% actually at Hard Rock Cafe, right? That's right. So yeah. They give you a little bonus there. <laughs> a little extra. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that $400 is going to be made up in no time, probably just in... Mm. And if you if you love going to Universal and you do like the Hard Rock Hotel, then the next time you go, you can take advantage of some annual pass holder rates, which we did this time. And that's really how we could afford it because we got half off the the room rate. And and that's how these acquisition packages become almost the same price as the other packages because they're giving you the the annual pass holder discount on the rooms as well. Plus, I think there's an additional like $50 savings or something like that or, or $75 bundle savings in addition to that annual pass holder rate. So... Uh, $4,200 for annual passes mm-hmm. for your family of four to go back, you know, as often as you want is, is awesome. Now, just to compare, because one of our other hotels we really like, Sapphire Falls, is about to open back up. Oh, yay. Yay. Mm-hmm. So I pulled one of those as well, just to compare. So if you are not concerned about the Express Pass, maybe you're going in the fall, September or something like that, sometime when traditionally it's not as crowded. <laughs> Who knows anymore? This um, is Avery's favorite hotel, and it's very it beautiful is. too. It's really pretty. Yeah, it's it's and definitely still on the still on the uh, the ferry boat line. So well. that's kind of where it sits. It's it's not in the upper echelon that gets you the express pass, but it's still on the waterway. So you still have a a water taxi that goes right to the resort, which makes it super nice. Um, so anyway, so we're pulling a price for that same week at Sapphire Falls in a standard two queen room. Twenty three thirty thirty nine, and that's this again. That's back to a, a three park, four day park to park ticket. Uh, so you're looking at twenty four hundred dollars as opposed to you know thirty nine hundred dollars. So mm-hmm. definitely a savings, definitely cheaper. Uh, but you know that it, it just depends on the kind of experience and, and trip you want to have, mm-hmm. and really the, when you're going to be going. Mm-hmm. If you're going during spring break where they're hitting capacity every day, it's worth considering one of those upper three that gets you the express pass. If not, Sapphire Falls is an amazing resort. Uh, if for nothing else, the, the nachos by the pool that they bring to you. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a Sapphire Falls specific res- uh, resort review so we can talk about the, the ginormous nachos that they have served by the pool. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, but that, there's definitely affordable options. And that is not the cheapest resort that Universal has available at this point. Sapphire mm-hmm. Falls is a middle level that's so. a preferred. I think it's the only yeah. preferred. It's got kind of in well, a category onto its own. They, I, they have what they put their resort hotels in categories, and I have what I put my put them into. And yeah, in my ranking, it's it's what you've said. I put those top three that drew the express pass into one category. Technically, they put Royal Pacific and Sapphire Falls in the same category. It makes no sense at all. Are you sure? Last I checked, yeah. Okay, but I thought it was different when I looked last week. Yeah. But. Yeah, it, it made absolutely no sense, but uh, it, it's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's so that's Sapphire Falls, super affordable. Um, like I said, the Cabana Bay is even cheaper. 
Endless Summer is even cheaper. Uh, Aventura will be opening back up hopefully as well. So, I mean, lots of hotel resort options there uh, at Universal, you know, and, and they're all really nice resorts. And they all have very unique themes. So, like like mm-hmm. we've been saying, it's it's really what you like, what you enjoy, what which kind of theme you're going to connect to. If you... If you go to a hard rock cafe and you're like, oh, I love the hard rock cafe. I love the whole rock and roll, you know, memorabilia kind of aspect. Uh, this is definitely the resort for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. So. So you're ready for travel news and updates? Absolutely. What do we got? Okay. So you were kind of talking about how we did hard rock for the first time and it gave us some, a new experience at Universal. That's right. So we were also able to go to Mardi Gras for the first time um, this year because they extended it. If they wouldn't That's have extended right. it, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have made it. But they first extended it by a week and now they've extended all the way till May 2nd. So far. So if you're, if you're quick, you can go down there and maybe get a weekend in if you want. Because yeah. um, it's still going on. And we'll next year we'll probably do a full review on it, but I just want to talk briefly uh, about it. So what did you think about the festival? I, I mean, I, I thought it was great because I think we talked before. We, we did an episode a couple of weeks back about festivals in general, and we talked a little bit about this one, mainly because they've added food this year. Um, and I think that is the big kind of selling point this year that, that made it <laughs> different in my mind. Because uh, I feel like we've been there during this time period before but haven't really you know noticed much difference i know they've always done the mardi gras parade and Mm -hmm. they have some concert series and things like that but having the food booths around the park is what really sets it off for me Mm -hmm. that's what i'm going to notice um so that that was the big focal point for me is all the food okay and i think because of the pandemic they also instead of having the parade they took the floats and they scattered them kind of throughout universal studios so it kind of gave you a constant mardi between the food booths throughout and then the floats throughout you kind of got that constant mardi gras feel which i thought was pretty cool and then on the waterway they had the big nola sign so i felt like everywhere and then there were just constantly there were little just decorations More. for it so i think if yeah. you're if you were in studios you always felt like you were in um except for in, when you were maybe in um diagon alley well, all the other areas i think had a touch <laughs> a of mardi world. gras yeah that uh, you, you yeah. felt like you were in it you realized it was the mardi gras celebration the whole time mm-hmm. where again i think we've been there a deer in february before and this was going on but we just you know unless you're there when the parade goes by or unless mm-hmm. you're going to one of those concert series it's not you know, you don't necessarily notice it was going on, but mm-hmm. the way they did it this year, it's it's there, and you can see it everywhere. The floats are kind of everywhere, scattered about throughout the park. Uh, they're throwing beads at you as you walk by them, uh, and the food booths are everywhere, scattered throughout the park. So you you don't miss the fact that hey, uh, it's it's definitely Mardi Gras going on. Yeah, you're immersed in it, and the floats are really neat. I think maybe maybe you could actually enjoy them more this way than if they were just going by in a parade. Quite possibly. Um, and we got to see them in the daylight, and we saw them at night all lit up. Yep. My favorite yep. was the big alligator. <laughs> yeah. um, he was amazing, and he had on yeah. the little king hat, and um, I, lo- I loved that one. That was definitely my favorite. Yeah, that was he your was favorite float. kind of yeah. over in front of the Jason Bourne spectacular yep. show. Yeah, um, it was huge. Yeah, but, the, but all the floats were fun, and they constantly had people walking through on stilts. and The characters, yeah. They were, yeah, yeah. Um, pirates and... All kinds of fun things. They had a little uh, scavenger hunt kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Pirate crew, scavenger hunt. We've talked about some of those before. They had a very similar one where you could find the different skeleton pirate crew people. Mm-hmm. Decorations in all the shops. Um, they were creative like all their, their yeah. other holiday they displays. Had the, uh, we, we went through the tribute store. 
Mm-hmm. Right? They had a, you know, they've, they've been doing these tribute stores now since, you know, we experienced the one around Halloween Horror Nights that was Beetlejuice themed, and then they had the Christmas one. Uh, so now they've switched it over to the to a Mardi Gras theme, and mm-hmm. they're doing such a good job with them. The Beetlejuice yeah. one was amazing. Yeah, th- this one was the least impressive to me, but it was still worth walking through. And we tried a little, um, I always wanted to try King Cake because I'd actually yeah. never had it. So if you went in there, they actually had little little miniature king cakes. So we got yeah. one and we split it four ways and tried it. Yeah, um, and it was good. It was tasty. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think the I think it's based on what your preferences on the theming and stuff. But mm-hmm. as far as their execution of the the uh, the tribute store, you know, they they nailed Mardi Gras. It had that theming, you know, going on and, and stuff. I mean, it's we did the Beetlejuice one. It's kind of hard to beat that one. That one's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, back around Halloween Horror Nights times. Uh, but it, it was amazing. But mm-hmm. again, they did the Christmas one as well. So they they've now brought the um, the Mardi Gras theme one. We'll see what they what they pop up in there next. But that mm-hmm. that was another part of the celebration. They had the, the tribute store and the floats and and all of the food. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about all the food on that festival show we did a few weeks back. So we sampled a few of them. Uh, yeah, so much to choose from. It was hard. I, I think, and what we did was we did get the pass holder lanyard. You could get, yeah. um, for $65, you could get a lanyard that had 15 um, selections on it. Right. And we just shared that. And actually, it was more than enough. Um, Four of us ate for two days on those 16, yes, right? Yes. So um, it, you know, it definitely, so, well, we probably could have even made it last a little longer if we it, wanted no, to. We were, we were just sampling. Um, so you bought. Yeah, we had stuff from New Orleans and Canada and Cuba and Germany and where else? My oh, Belgium. Belgium. Was that all of them? Um, Eli was kind of collecting the little flags. We did New from Orleans, each one. Canada. Um, yeah. I think that was Belgium, all of them. Belgium, Cuba? Cuba, and Germany. Germany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And New Orleans. Yeah. So, and I think our favorite thing was probably the pork schnitzel slider. Pork schnitzel slider was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that awesome. was really good. It was awesome on a little pork, so. little uh, pretzel bun, a little mm-hmm. mustard cheese sauce. Oh, gosh. The I'm cutest ready. was um, Avery got jambalaya, <laughs> and it came with a little crawfish, little crawfish on, top. on top. So he sort of had fun playing Looking around with you. that. He put it on my shoulder. He put it on the door. <laughs> I kind of don't know where it ended up. Um, <laughs> but he had fun with a little crawfish. But yeah. but I did enjoy Mardi Gras. That food. was fun. Yeah. I think Elina had one of the twisted taters. Oh, yeah. Um, so the twisted taters you've seen before where they take a, a potato and they do the, the spiral cut and it's on a stick. Uh, but we actually had an andouille sausage twisted tater. So they had a so the andouille sausage was in the middle of the twisted tater. It was pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. So lots of good food. Yeah. So, and that was fun. You know, we just kind of yeah. used, used those credits for a couple of days to eat lunch and... It was it that's was fun. Where, that's where it made it difficult because with, between all the credits and all the great places to eat down there, we didn't get to eat all the places mm-hmm. we wanted to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, you can only eat so much food. That's right. Yeah. Believe me, I've tried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even walking, you know, we're down there, we're, we're walking 25,000 steps a day, you know, 12 to 15 miles a day. Uh, and you almost need to because of the amount of food that we're eating. <laughs> mm-hmm, definitely. So. so. But that was fun. I enjoyed the the Mardi Gras festival. And the other thing I wanted to update yeah. people on was just the current state of Universal. What it's like, you know, it's constantly changing right now as we yeah. hopefully are coming out of this pandemic. But there's still, you know, all the protocols yeah. are in place. But um, but it has changed. It was a lot different than when we were there in September. I thought. Yeah. 
Um, You know, they were still hand sanitizing you like crazy. Yeah, they were. (laughs) I didn't have anybody drench me in it, though, this time. That was nice. There were a couple of cast members last time that just absolutely just drenched you in it. But this was just a little dot of it each time you got on. Um, They were still doing temperature checks at the hotels. um, And as you came in, I guess, at at Volcano Bay. But I didn't really, um, I don't, well, at the hotels, I didn't think they were quite as adamant about it as they were in September. Um, cause there's a few times I walked in and the guy sitting there didn't say anything, even yeah. though I didn't even have a, a wristband on yet. Um, but cause in September they were, they were really on that, I think. And yeah. then they still were to an extent, but I think they were a little laxer this time. Yeah. I think the guy at the front door was, was there, but there was a guy at the back entrance that wasn't, you know, they weren't as quite as a stickler about it. Maybe mm-hmm. they think if you're coming in the back, you've already been through a security check a little bit or something, but, um, but if any of the security checks with the metal detectors they're gonna if you don't have a wristband on yet they're gonna take want to take your temperature mm-hmm. um you know any of the hotel entrances they're supposed to take your temperature if you don't have a wristband on already mm-hmm. but yeah a couple of those back entrances they were a little more lenient on it mm-hmm. so and they still had the social distancing markers and all the lines and for the most part i think people were following them but there again i don't think there were there were the workers were not quite pushing it as it. enforcing yeah. it as much like you said and i think yeah. sometimes people would um, kind of move up before they yeah. were supposed to. Sometimes you get caught. It was moving, and then you start to because we did yeah. that once. We start it's moving. And I was yeah. like, "Oh shoot, we're between you two lines." <laughs> you just start walking, oh, well. and then the per- people in front of you suddenly stop, and you're not paying attention enough, and you've taken two steps too many, and suddenly, oh, I'm too close. Yeah, it's kind of like musical but you chairs, can't back and up then you're out. Behind. You know, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, but, but they still had that. Um, but they were reaching capacity. That was the main issue, I think, from last time we were there. Um, so, you know, if you, you know, we were kind of afraid to get there later in the day because we were afraid, you know, even staying on site. Now we did, it was confusing because we had heard that even staying on site, there's a chance you might not get in if you don't go, you know, that's what the early park emission is for to ensure you get in. But then later on, we somebody, I think on the pass holder page was saying, well, no, they'll still let you in if you're on site. But the lady at the front desk when we're checking in, she said, well, you may have a smaller weight. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they had a separate line, but we yeah. never actually had to to face that. We didn't have to deal with it, and I don't. I, I don't think they're wanting to say it. They're not exactly broadcasting. They're not advertising it. But here's what it comes down to: uh, they do have a pass holder. They I'm sorry, they do have a park capacity hotline. We talked about that a few weeks back, mm-hmm. uh, where you can call and it'll tell you whether the park is at capacity or not. When you call, there's a phone tree, and it says, you know, press one if you're an on-site resort guest. Press two if you're not an on-site resort guest. Well, I called both. I called it just to go in both sides. Uh, I pressed one for on-site resort guest, and it told me that the park was uh, that Universal Studios and Islands Adventure still had availability to get in. I called back and pressed two for all not an on-site resort guest, and it told me that both parks were at capacity. Okay. So, just based on that alone. Uh, I've got the feeling that they're 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 giving a little bit of priority to the on-site guests. So, and if, I think they should because yeah. if you're paying that money to stay at their hotels, I mean, what a yeah. that'd be terrible not be able to get in the park. And they're not trying to there. make a big deal about it and advertise it, you know, because they ha- they do have a lot of local pass holders and stuff that go as well. So they don't want to make a big stink about it. But uh, they it looked like they are giving a little priority to the on-site guests. Uh, whether they're announcing or try or officially saying it or not, so they're 
they're making it to where you, you can get in a little bit easier if you're an on-site resort guest, uh, whether that is a priority line or once the line meets capacity and they're letting people in, they're kind of prioritizing the on-site resort guests a little bit. Mm-hmm. So just something to keep in mind. We didn't have to deal with it, but because we got there early enough because we didn't want to risk it. But by the time we got into the parks, they were hitting capacity. It was spring break week, but they were hitting capacity, you know, mid-morning. 10 o'clock, they were hitting capacity, or 10 or 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. they would be at capacity. And then it seemed like later in the afternoon, 4 to 5-ish, uh, they they loosened back up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's the time when people were going out to City Walk to have dinner or something like that, but uh, the capacity would lighten up in that later afternoon hours. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Seemed to be uh, the trend. The ride lines were still pretty long. I know I was really sad one day when I walked by the Shrek... <laughs> the Shrek attraction, which really uh, needs updating. And just seeing families waiting in that hot sun for over an hour for Shrek um, just kind of saddened me. Um, but so the lines were, were challenging because they were social distancing and hitting capacity. Um, yeah. But the rides, I didn't feel like they were social distancing and much. That was another thing I didn't from notice last a time. whole lot of social distancing so, on the actual cars and stuff. I'm, no. I'm still not 100% so. sure why the lines were... Quite, as long as they as were. As long as they were, if they were still not at full capacity, yeah. they were still COVID capacity, I guess. I don't know. But yeah. um, that was kind of a mystery to me. Um, but Hagrid's, um, they operated that from a virtual line, and that was the one yeah. thing we did not have Express Pass for. And yeah. that was challenging this time. They changed it. It was more of a virtual line. I think last time it would just occasionally be a virtual line, maybe. But we didn't have an issue getting on in September. But this time... Um, I, I didn't know if we were going to get on at all. <laughs> no, it's it's very similar to Rise of Resistance over at Hollywood Studios at this point. Because it's, I think in the very first thing in the morning, they've got it open to, to standby. So the people who are right there at Rope Drop can rush and run to Hagrid's and try to get in line. But by the time you hit like actual park opening time, or even a, 30 minutes after the, the earlier park hours, uh, it, it jumps over to a virtual line. Um and the way they've got it structured is very similar to Rise of the Resistance. So they, they release uh, ride time availabilities at uh, Park Open. Actually, it's probably about 10, 15 minutes prior to Park Open. And then they release additional slots at 11 a.m., 2 p.m., and 4 p.m. So you can go into the Universal Orlando app. You click on Virtual Line Queues. As long as you're on site or even close, you know, we, we determined that being at our hotel or in City Walk was close enough um, to hit the virtual lines to try to make reservations. So you click on virtual lines, you click on Hagrid, you click on reserve a time, and it pops up a thing saying, oh, sorry, no virtual timelines, times left available. So you just keep refreshing that. So when you get to the 11 o'clock hour, that's what we did. We all four just sat on our phones and kept refreshing. It's kind of like a game. Just like a yeah, game. We <laughs> said, all right, it's 11 o'clock. Everybody get your phones out. Uh, and we are basically refreshing, refreshing, refreshing uh, eventually. It would pop up and say, oh, how many is in your party? Four, go. Uh, all right, here's some, here are five times available. Uh, you, you don't have time to sit and look at the times and debate which, which one you like. You pretty much click one and hit next. And before you can click one and hit next, it says, sorry, these times are no longer available. Please refresh times. So you would go through all this process and in the end not get anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we did that, what, at 11? Uh, we missed it at two o'clock. We missed it. Yeah. You missed it at eight o'clock too. Eight o'clock. We missed it. Own. Yeah, it wasn't until four o'clock when Eli finally got one. I think right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was the fourth round that that uh, of the day, and Eli finally got one. He was the only mm-hmm. one that got one that day. So 
Now, Saturday, actually, weirdly, was a little less crowded than the other days were there. I guess the spring breakers were gradually going home. Yep. Um, also, there was rain later on in that day, but yeah. we didn't expect it, though. No. But um, that day was a little easier to get the virtual passes. We all got one in the afternoon, but unfortunately, before we could rain could get to it, to... the bottom dropped yeah. out, and of course, they had to close the ride. Um, but yeah. luckily, we got to ride it once, and it was we'd never really ridden it at night. And yeah. it was kind of dusk. The sun was just going down, and it was a it was a unique, it's an awesome kind of ride. experience. It's, yeah. So I general. liked it at that time. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. And the other part that was kind of disappointing was so we finally got the virtual line pass, and then we got to it, and I expected it to be like Rise of Resistance, where you know maybe there was like a thirty minute line, yeah. but I really only expected about thirty minutes. Sure. We got over there and we waited. You, I thought it was about an hour and a half. You it thought was about it was about an hour and a half. Yeah, it was probably okay. a little over. Yeah, but yeah. So um, it, it was a long line. So I thought once yeah. you had that virtual pass, you would have a manageable line, but it, it was pretty long. And I, I don't know if that's just the the crowds they've got going on right now. I don't know what their official capacity percentages or what, because there was a. It seemed like the lines were really long. Again, so in September or whenever we went before, when you got that virtual line pass. It was just basically when the line got to a certain length, they said, no, let's go to virtual. Once you got that virtual line pass, that got you to where you only had like a 30-minute wait. I don't even think it was that It wasn't long. even, probably not even yeah. that. It was, it was 20 it minutes was maybe? The length it needed to be because, it, again, it's one of those universal style cues where you kind of want about a 20-minute wait just to experience all the really awesome stuff that they've put into the queue to see, mm-hmm. especially for a Harry Potter fan. But this was like not really a virtual queue this was like a virtual ticket in order to get into the long line mm-hmm. so you had to get a virtual ticket in order to get into the 90 to 120 minute wait line mm-hmm. you're not really saving any time in line you're just <laughs> trying to get the privilege to wait in the line someone's so, on the pass holder said page i think that's been going a lot they said they've waited anywhere from about 45 minutes to two hours and just varies getting yeah. um you know, getting that virtual pass. So unfortunately yeah. we were on the longer side of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just be prepared. If you get it, it doesn't mean you're going to walk yeah. on. You still may have a long line. Well, and hopefully that'll get back to normal when, it, and, and that could have been a spring break thing, a super busy mm-hmm. spring break time thing for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's how the virtual queues are supposed to work. I think it's supposed to be where you come back and it's a 30 minute wait, but with it, with, I, we're probably at the point where if they didn't have their virtual queue, you're probably looking at three to four hour wait times for that ride. Mm-hmm. And people would stand in it. It's an awesome ride. Yeah. I don't know if it's three to four hour. I don't think anything is three to four hour standing yeah, in line wait. I don't but think so. It's a pretty awesome ride, though. Um, the last thing I was going to mention right now about the Universal Experience is um, I would actually recommend dining reservations now. Yeah. And I've never really had to say that much at Universal. We've never really had an issue um, especially because we like to eat on the earlier side and then try to hit the rides when everybody else is going to dinner right right (laughs) um and you know we get up early so we're normally hungry ready to eat between five and six if we have breakfast at like seven and eight and then you know so we're kind of that's the strategy we use in disney too so we've never really had to worry about making dining reservations Mm, much um But. but this time it you know, we yeah. could hardly get anywhere in anywhere on that Thursday. No. Well, actually, I, tr- I called on the way down on Wednesday because we were going to eat in City Walk Wednesday night, and nowhere was really had reservations um, on Wednesday night. And then Thursday, I thought that morning, remember, I thought, well, maybe I should call mm-hmm. since they were full. And um, we all the cowfish is our favorite, but 
you know, it, it was full. The Chocolate Emporium was full all the way till Sunday, and we normally eat there. Luckily, we were able to manage a walk-up, because they did have a few walk-ups. You just had to kind of get lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, on Friday night, we did finally make it to Chocolate Emporium. But yeah. I would, right now, I would definitely, well, if you're there during a yeah. crowded time, I would recommend calling the day before if you can. I mean, it's yeah. not like Disney, 180 days no. out. I'm not saying that. But <laughs> if you're, if you know yeah. you're going, maybe call, you know, a few days before. Yeah. Or, and try to make a few reservations, particularly to the really popular ones. Now, we went to Hard Rock and Cafe, and they told us it would just be a 40-minute wait. And I think it was only like a 20-minute wait. Maybe, yeah. Um, so they were a little yeah. easier to get into. So they had some that were, yeah, available like that. And that, I think the difference is it, it was a super busy time, and it is spring break. But where you were talking about the rides didn't look like they were social distance anymore, the restaurants still seemed like they are. Okay. So yeah. right. So we went into a lot of the restaurants. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, there were a lot of open tables that they weren't seating still for social distancing stuff. So that's so probably the problem. I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Part of it is those those restaurants aren't seating their full capacity. So that's part of the problem. And we were there during a very very busy spring break time. So that was the other part of the problem. I mean, walking so. by like Mel's Diner and places inside the parks too, Ooh. the lines would be horrible. People trying yes. to get into the restaurants. Um, you know, we were doing yeah. the the Mardi Gras thing, so we were just kind of going booth to booth and sitting wherever. But people trying to actually get into like Mel's and Every some of the dining place in we park passed. restaurants where those lines were because bad because the parks had hit capacity. I don't think people were willing to leave to go to City Walk. Yeah, that could be so. it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the M Park dining was get was kind of crazy, but and they're they're probably also social distancing the tables a little mm-hmm. bit. So, yeah. And things are constantly changing, so hopefully they're going to be opening up more tables at some of these restaurants as things continue to improve. And then you know, next time we go, we may come back saying, "Oh, we had yeah. no problem." <laughs> it's different every time. But if you're going soon, just be aware yeah. that reservations may be more needed right now. Yeah, and they and we did find. When you go through the Universal app uh, for any of these dining locations, it's going to direct you to call, and they have a unified line where you can make a reservation for any of their those those kind of on-site places. Um, if you do a search on the web for them, uh, some of those had had kind of had online reservation links that would take you over to like an open table portal. So for a lot of the restaurants, had an op- an option to do an online reservation for open like an open table reservation, but again. Some they were two or three days out mm-hmm. you know, when we were looking. So, yeah. But something else to consider. You can do those online reservation options. Mm-hmm. So, what so, else? What's I think our, that's it this our time. Universal update. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So it was fun. It Hard was Rock fun. Hotel and Mardi Gras. Two new <laughs> things for us. So that was fun. Yeah, I think overall we loved Hard Rock Hotel. We still think Portofino was their favorite, but it was awesome to experience it. And I really enjoyed Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's food, yeah. so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the floats. I really like the floats. You like the floats. I like mm-hmm. the food. So, awesome. All right. Well, I think that's 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 going to wrap up this week's show, I believe. So, what are we talking about next time, Lacey? Okay. So, next week, we're going to look at some of the summer cruising options that are out right now. Of course, none leave from a U.S. port, <laughs> but, um, but you can get to them. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to look at what's out there now and what's available for this summer. Yeah, and I'm hoping those those summer those U.S. ports hopefully are coming. We're hopefully getting some some positive you know shifts in the right direction. So hopefully at least sometime by the end of the year maybe we'll have some U.S. sailings going again. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. 
we're all hoping. So, all right. So, we're going to talk some cruising next time. Excellent. I can't wait to get back on a cruise ship. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we want to thank everybody for joining us on this episode. We've missed everybody the last couple of weeks. So, it's glad to be. I'm really glad to be back here recording into the show. This, is, this has been super relaxing. It's really mm-hmm. uh, de-stressed my, my day. I feel a lot better. Uh, I love talking about travel. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it definitely helps. It's been Always a stressful week so better. far. So just hanging out with you and talking about travel is making me feel better. Mm-hmm. So thanks. <laughs> so yeah. I want to thank everybody for joining us and listening. And I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any questions about anything we've talked about, uh, about the Hard Rock hotel or about universal in general uh you can always reach out and ask us any questions you want you can you know send us a message on our facebook page uh you can shoot us a message a comment to the podcast and whatever your podcast app you're listening to or you can email us directly that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of us you can email either one of us uh you can reach me at jason at lamplightadventures.com or lacy at lamplightadventures.com so obviously Lamplight Adventures is the uh, <laughs> travel agency arm of, of what we do. So we we happy to help you plan or book any of your next family adventures. Uh, if you have any, But if you have any questions about it, uh, any of those and anything else we've ever talked about, if you know our past shows, reach out and uh, connect with us. So uh, if you like the show, please, uh, we ask you to like, uh, share, uh, give us a good review or something like that on our, your favorite podcast platform and let other people know. Uh, that we're out there. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening and I hope everybody has a great week until we see you next time on the next adventure post. You guys have a great week and uh, that'll do it for this week. That's it. Bye everybody. Goodbye. Okay,